Well, it's a dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing about the DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense, trying to tangle with us. Scoop of a big black booties in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money for such. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, I, I did laugh this week at, I don't know whether it was just the latency, well, it, part of it is Windhorst is, is uh, just loves talking over the top of people, but there was one oh, so the he's in, he's in fucking Omaha. It, it, where he, what, one of the Tims would start talking and he would literally just interrupt them straight away to get his point across and I'm like, <laughs> ah, ah, I know what this is like. Uh-huh. Anyway, so you're the got, wind host got, of this podcast, I guess. I'm definitely no, the no, Ben McMahon. I'm definitely Ben McMahon. He was doing the interrupting, so you're the wind host of this podcast. Well, you're not Ben McMahon because no, like the personality. <laughs> you're, you're more bomb temps because you're a real you're a Boston guy. Commiserations. Yeah, are you wearing your uh, five dollar Dubs hat tonight? No, no, I've got a hoodie on because it's like six degrees. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're, there's, there's heaps of really interesting storylines from this win. Congratulations to the dubs. Balls podcast, episode 334-ish. Jesus. What, what did we start before the dubs? 333. Before? All the threes. There we are. All 333. You gave us credit for one we haven't completed yet. Check back this time next week. I'm Doc Boozer. Who, who did win the championship the year we started the podcast? That would be interesting. Uh, would have been a would have been a, one of the one of the uh, dubs years because we start. Oh, hang on, fair point. No, I wa- we. Um, I was wondering whether it was the the last Miami Spurs year. No, we started in fifteen, but we didn't. We started midway through that season. That was the dubs' uh, first year. Um, okay, and we were our first full season was the dubs seventy three and nine and losing to the Cavs year. Not, not a bad season to have a, a full season of yep. an NBA podcast. Uh, this was not like any of those championships. This did not have the feel of any of the other Dubs championships. This- no, this is comfortably the worst. Uh, worst is, a, is a, probably not the right term, but this is this is the least greatest of all the uh, the Dubs teams and therefore probably makes it the greatest achievement of them all. Yeah, D- definitely has... Like, like you can put all uh, you can put aside all the bullshit about Steph, but this has definitely changed his overall uh, ten years down the track. When you look at his career narrative, like it's it's erased a little bit, like LeBron yeah. going back to the Cavs and 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 winning with the Cavs. You know, I, th- I think that really changed his career narrative as well. But I think a lot um, of that it depends. The people who th- who are going to accept that he's great always believed he was great, and the people who that's true. will not accept that he's great will just change, the, move the fucking goalpost, and say, "Well, he's only won one Finals MVP now out of the four yeah. titles." You know, there'll <laughs> always be a new fucking. You know, it's it's the same the same idea of like just saying Jordan was the best because he won six finals. You know, he was 6-0 and in the finals, not counting all the times he got knocked out uh, before he made the, the playoffs and then in the first round and the second round and the third round as a way of, of yeah. um, you know, dunking on LeBron. It's like people will just 
interpret the facts the way that they choose to, which is the story of 2022 and probably the the remaining sad decades of humanity until we obliterate ourselves. Yeah, that's right. We we might not be able to, we might not be able to look back on Seth's career in ten years time. Um, Welcome back to our sports podcast. He's he, he's definitely the the greatest. Like if you look at that that sort of top ten player list that sort of you know is roughly shaped. You know you've got your Wilts and your LeBrons and your Jordans and your Larry Birds and your and your Magic Johnsons. There's no six two guys on that list. No, <laughs> like West West would probably be the closest. Like six three and heels. Yeah, like he's just nuts. And I was thinking back to right at the start of this season when we were sort of talking about you know how bullish we were on the dubs and and the stuff that I'd read about Steph and how he'd been doing a lot of CrossFit and working on his sort of like long game conditioning, right? You know, not his in-game, like not game to game conditioning, but the conditioning that would allow him to play 30 high intensity games at the end of the year and not front rim shots and not get swallowed up by Andrew Wiggins and not turn the ball over 15 times and not start to look like he was immortal. There's a lot of front rim shots. Yeah, like. Like you look at even someone like Smart, who doesn't have quite the pressure that Tatum has on him. You know, like Tatum, Tatum's Tatum's meltdown in this series is completely understandable. The guy's played more minutes in a in a finals run than anyone has ever played in NBA history. I don't care if he's twenty four. It wasn't just a physical meltdown; it was a mental meltdown. They're kind of leaning desperately into the ghost of Kobe stuff with the wearing Mm. Kobe's shorts under his shorts and armbands and all this performative fucking, you know, member mentality stuff, which which just looked increasingly more and more sad. And in the end, in the last game, he went six for 18, which, of course, as somebody pointed out, when you add it together, 24, the yeah, ultimate tribute. Well, and, and his very late career, Kobe. Kobe wouldn't have got six. I wonder if uh, – I, I did make the – I did make the the joke of, about whether you know. I wonder if Drew Hanlon will work on some dribbling drills in the off season rather than all the performative stuff that he works on. He works on um, a lot of dribbling drills on his fucking Twitter account. <laughs> uh, but even like when we recorded last week, we weren't. We were definitely not. Oh, the Dubs have got you know the next three games in the bag. Nobody did roll, roll over the top of the Celtic. When we so, when we recorded, I had podcasts that I hadn't listened to. But, you know, sensible basketball yeah. and and you know, sports analyst podcasts that were saying you know the, the Celtics have got this. They're a more talented side. They're playing better, and, yeah. and three um, largely comfortable wins subsequently in terms of margin, not in terms of the way they played. Because in each one of them, they played. Less horribly than the Celtics, but uh, that, that's a proportionality thing. Both teams turned the ball over. Both teams missed a lot of shots. It's just that the Celtics ended up turning the ball over heinous amounts. Live ball turnovers too. The sort of turnovers that make coaches say, I would have rather you threw that into the fucking river than to cough yep. the ball up in the, you know, and, and give them a, a live transition op- opportunity. I, I think it was Bon Temps that, that said, if you watch the turn, like if you watch all uh, the turnovers on, on Spectrum, of the the dubs versus the Celtics, there is a difference in the turnovers. Yeah, like the the Warriors turnovers come over come from someone cutting and and the the you know the pass from one side of the court to the other not quite making it, or 
you know, a dribble handoff that goes yeah. like, like it's it's all movement. It's all movement stuff. It's it, it's a Celtic- it's an error in execution of a complicated um, move. Whereas yeah, the Celtics whereas the, just the Celtics are just giving the ball the up, pill up, doing something stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's just like here, have the ball, or let me try and float this pass over Draymond Green, who's like one of the best readers of passes in the fucking game. Let me get um, sucked into trying to ISO against uh, my opposition because I've got it in my head that I'm the ghost of Kobe Bryant. Mm. To be honest, so, Mark Tatum was the only Tatum that turned up. He, uh, it's it's funny how like. You've got characters like T- Tatum. Like I don't know if I would know Mark Tatum if I walked past him in the street. But he's oh, just got I, this- I would only because I've seen him enough on like the draft lottery and yeah, the yeah, you know the draft right. itself. He's this perpetually. I don't know what kind of governor he's going to be. Yeah, what kind of commissioner he's going to be when he takes over from yeah. Silver. Um, but someone well, pointed what, out, you know, this is the you know uh, there was a meme on um, on one of the the uh, Levitard shows said that uh, you know this is the blackest finals ever because the the whole thing most of it was called by Mark Jones and Mark Jackson because of various covid uh, absences and Mark Tatum is the one who hands over the pill at the end um so you know it's it's a little bit more uh proportional to the the ethnicity <laughs> of the playing stuff so should we go back and talk really give Steph his flowers though because this was Steph's series. Yeah, this we, is the, we should. Fuck this yeah. is absolutely, you know, you can't say oh he was helped by his, his stuff around him. He fucking wasn't. And for almost no. all of this, well for all of this series apart from Wiggins uh you know stepping up from being the, the third or fourth option to being the second option in a lot of cases. I mean, you had Clay played like fake Clay was playing for most of the season. I mean, most of the the playoffs. There. It was it was kind of weird and it's very very obvious that that the, the clay of, I mean, statement of the obvious, the clay of, of five years ago isn't coming back. You know, he's had two, he's had two career ending injuries. So you, you, that, that's yeah. reasonable, but it's not just the fact that he's a bit slower on offense. That clay who would score 60 points on 90 seconds of possession, he's long gone. He's fucking dribbling the air out of the ball now. He's hanging on a bit for ridiculous amounts of time. And he's as gone as the, the Draymond Green that would score 37 points in a, you know, in a game seven. You know, he's, he's, they're just not the same dudes, whereas uh, Steph is the same dude and is having to step up even beyond what he was in the 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 previous title years. Like, like a lot of jokes have been made about the Warriors about how they want to be the Spurs, but this is the first time I can <laughs> I've never heard any jokes about the Warriors wanting to be the Spurs. Oh, it's yeah, too interesting. That, well, then, no, their owners have said, you they know, haven't, they haven't turned the air conditioning off on anybody. In fact, the opposite. <laughs> Their owner has repeatedly said, you know, we want to be the Spurs. The Spurs is the model. You know, we want to have that consistent. No, they want to be light years ahead. They want to have the consistent, you know, long-term success. And this is the first time I can really see Clay having that Duncan sort of career. Like if Kaminga or Moody pop, Clay, uh, sorry, Steph absolutely has the skill and the, the knowledge and, you know, you could see him maybe giving... 80% of this performance in four years' time. The dude just works really fucking hard. The gravity, the the ch- the chops, like that Wiggins game, right, where everyone was like, oh, Steph didn't play. Have a fucking look at that game. The, the, the Celtics finally decided we're going to trap and double team yeah. and do all this shit. We're not going to play the drop coverage apart from the dropping Alford <laughs> on your legs coverage, which is a different sort of coverage. He missed zero from nine yeah. from three, so he didn't yeah. shoot it well from. Th- but he still got twenty points, and Wiggins absolutely feasted on fucking open lanes and 
like, like that's Start what we can that, probably off that same windy and um, Tim's podcast that you heard went. You know, he might have gone nine for nine from three. Mm. Their offensive rating when Steph was on the floor in that game yeah. was like it was 119. Ridiculous. It was better than any offense in in basketball. So it's like yeah. well, clearly. It's not just standing around missing threes. That's a, it's a he's doing a little bit more than that. Yes, um, I'm going to back off the mic a bit because I can see I'm saturating it. <laughs> the, the, like I said, a, uh, probably at the start of the finals, he is, I think, the best conditioned um, athlete in the NBA, which is fucking insane. If you think about that, right? They have guys. There's a whole cottage industry around the NBA of private trainers and people just trying to get people fit. And it's not like, like Handlin's the the most public of them. Yeah. But there's a heap of those guys. And like I was watching a, a little YouTube clip of um, Jimmy Butler working with his trainer, who's really fucking good. And some of the stuff that they were doing is excellent. And I'll definitely be stealing. Um, for, for some of the stuff I do, but like all there's a whole bunch of guys that work really hard. So how hard do you have to work at six two to be like literally the top of the class in conditioning in the NBA? And it's not like he's a workman like player who's like, well, I'm just going to get fitter than everybody else. He's literally one of the most skilled players in the NBA. Going, no, no, I'm really fucking skilled, but I'm not going to sit back on that. I'm I'm also going to get really fucking fit. Like, it just yeah, blows my mind that observably that that more jacked than he was in those in the, the first times round. Oh, his conditioning insane. is so much better. Insane, yeah. Um, like just just re- remarkable, absolutely remarkable performance. Um, and and even the fact that they could, you know, put the Mavs away in five was a, a like a big deal towards the end. I think. The yeah, fact oh, that the Celtics compared to the Celtics had- going going for seven, and and someone pointed out that not not winning the game six against Miami gave them another trans you know another couple transcontinental flights and another two and a half days that they really could have used to hang out at home because that's that's what the fucking Warriors were doing, and you could see uh, the you could see the I mean that's not what decided the series. There's a lot of little incremental things that decided this series, but it yeah. certainly didn't fucking help the Celtics. I was listening to Logan Murdoch and Rob Mahoney, who are like both six foot five guys who, you know, gone like they've covered every game and they were talking about just how just how weary they were from like being crammed up in, in airplanes and airports back and forth across the country. Yeah. Just doing reporting. Like yeah, but, but they're not flying <laughs> on, on private jets. In, in, no, they're not flying on private jets, but like if they're weary from going back and forth for seven games and then tapping on a keyboard, like yeah. I realize there's an emotional energy output, but like those extra games really fucking matter. Like uh yeah, it, it's it, okay, so the we um we talked a little bit last week about you know whether whether the light years warriors had sort of maybe tried to be too clever by not flipping their young guys which they didn't use in this series to be honest like I no, did, no I, don't they th- I don't think Kaminga or, or Moody played a single minute in no Moody Moody did help decide one of the conference final games yeah and, and, but it was and only definitely helped help to get dictate. there but yeah it didn't didn't play in the, in the actual finals at all um. And like you know, I sort of wondered whether they'd missed a trick by not flipping you know one or two of those guys into someone else that could help Steph. But you got to give the props to to the Golden State ownership, and that to, to be honest, this is one of the few times where 
all of NBA media has sort of come down decisively on one side of a subject and been dead right, which is Joe Lacob should fucking get his props for spending the money by not being Robert Sava, by not being fucking the Mavs, by not being the Bucks and trying to cheap out and go on the luxury tax by going, we have Steph Curry, we might be able to win a championship. I will spend everything, every fucking cent I have to if, but I, if not I can. just not just spending the money, making structural changes to his organisation so that he could, because he knew that they were going they're going into some dark times. He had to sell mm. off part of the part of the chase centre. He had to sell off yeah. part of the fucking team in order to sort of insulate themselves against the losses that were going to happen as a result of fan free basketball and post COVID basketball. Yeah. Um, it was and- a incredibly brave thing to do. But in the same token, if you claim that you're light years ahead, it's exactly what you have to do. Yeah, that's right. But there's a lot of – and, like, the Cronkies got mentioned a lot this week. And well, they should the, be because – we talk about – I mean, it's worth having the sideline. The Nugs are constantly penny-pinching. They didn't yeah. They didn't pay Tim Connolly and he fucked off. They've, they've done a trade just just recently to send Jermichael – is it Jermichael Green? Yeah, um, to – out basically is a salary dump. You're thinking, oh, no, no. I, I had a bit of. I had. That's what I thought at first too. But if you have a bit of a look in there, what they've actually got back is some picks. It, it's oh, that'll be useful actually, for Jokic. No, a couple no, of what, picks, a couple of people will be useful in like 2029. What what they've tried to do is um, have a crack at this year's draft where they wouldn't have had a crack. So, like, J- Jermichael Green was off, like, off a pretty bad injury. I don't think he would have helped them. Like, he's basically in a rehab year, right? He's like Clay coming back off his off his Achilles. Um, and so they've tried to get a pick in this year's draft that they that could help them sooner rather than – because, like, Green's only got one year left on his contract anyway. So that that's not a – I don't think that deal's as bad as it looked at first. That's what, that's, that's what I thought. I'm like, oh, man, they just salary dumped. But they're just, salary, they're just they're just cheap, and the problem is that mm. it it kind of doesn't matter what the actual intention of the of it was because if it looks like you're being cheap, then cheap, you're being right. then everyone's going to think you're being cheap. You know, yeah. it's it's like the perception is the reality in this sort of, sort of circumstance because they already look at you as a small market that people don't want mm. to go to, and now they look at you as a, as a small cheap market that no, that people don't want to go to. I don't see how this helps attract people to put around Jokic. Well, and that's that's the thing about what the, the the big change with the Timberwolves, right? Is it doesn't even really matter whether Connolly's an awesome GM. The fact that they've gone, we think that one of the places we're lacking is in our front office, so we're going to spend above the pay rate because that's one of the areas we can spend. You know, we can throw we as can much money as we here. want on the front. Yeah. yeah. So, like that, like you said, that gives a market signal to Cat and all, and and Anthony Edwards and all those players. Hey, we're taking you seriously. We actually want to win a championship. And I've been really loving the conversation about how there's probably only like six owners in the NBA that actually want to win a championship as their first motivation. Like you know, the Heat. That's totally their first yep. motivation. You know that they will do shit that. Makes no financial sense because they actually want to win. Uh, I don't know whether the Mavs do. Like, 
the Suns definitely don't. Like the, the Bucks definitely Look, don't. I, like, think, a whole I think with some of those owners, they do, but they're, they've surrounded themselves with really bad advice. Mm. Such to the point, like Mark Cuban's a good example of this. The advice he's been getting has been appalling, such that he has thought he was all in on winning. In fact, I think they even have all in as their bloody playoff shirts. Uh, you know, the, the the all in Dallas is highlighted in the shirt. So clearly, they, they, you know, if the shirt department is all in, then everybody is. Uh, but I think he's he's just got, you know, he's just, they've spent money on the wrong fucking shit, you know. Mm. Poor Zingus and stuff. And they just traded for, um, so, that, so um, Mark Cuban has been able to procure Christian Wood, presumably from a website that, that features that sort of stuff. Um, we've long said that, he's, that Christian Wood sounds like a Bible Belt porn actor. Um, and Christian Wood does Dallas sounds like a pretty shit remake of a rather popular seventies film, but we'll we'll move on from that. That that's actually not a bad move though, right? Because it's better yeah. off than overpaying for Aiden. Like yeah, well, Christian Wood is fairly young. He's only twenty six. Yeah. He's a very useful. He wasn't. He wasn't. He, he kind of crapped out in in Houston. He he was a bit of a disciplinary was a disciplinary problem. But um, I think if you're playing on a fucking terrible team, a lot of those issues. Uh, have the prospect yeah, dis- of, of going away. When, Luke, when, when Luke is throwing you lobs and you're getting 20 easy points a game, yeah. you're probably going to be okay. And he's on the same, he's on the same age profile and timetable as, as Luca, so that fits a lot better. Uh, and, and you know, it, it wasn't that bad going the other way for the for the Rockets. I mean, a lot of people uh, seem to seem to indicate it felt like a, a moderate positive for both. Yeah. Um, That's what we're doing so here. Yeah. We're talking about marginal trades on the, on the night that the, uh, the Warriors win the league. So okay, so then the month that I was thinking, all right, are Clay and Draymond going to get big deals? What what are they what are they going to do next time round? Like they're on max deals, right? So Steph has got another max deal. He's he's on his second max deal, or is it, he's got another extension? But What's Steph? Thirty three, four, thirty four. So, no, thirty two. He's thirty two. Thirty two. Okay, <laughs> I was closer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you you give um, him another five years. You get no, another he's five already, years out of Steph. I don't, don't have any. He's doubt already about that. got. He's already got his extension. He, he's got. He's. They've re-upped him already. So, like he, he's on the most that he can get. But what are you going to do with Clay and, and Draymond? Like, I didn't. Did you, you see anything in this series that made you think Draymond was essential? I mean, this is the least I, impactful that he's been. I think he'll be awesome as a TNT analyst in fifteen million dollar a year sort of role player. But he's definitely not. He's he's not a max guy anymore, or close to a max guy. Without the ability to shoot the fucking ball, I mean, he did. He did hit a yeah. couple of big shots in that game, but he got a triple double with like 11, 11 and ten or something. It was yeah. the obvious statement to make, but it, but that's the sort of line that Ben Simmons would have got clowned for. Yeah, that's right. And he yeah. is as scared to shoot as Ben Simmons was towards the end. There, it's only that force of personality that Dre has that that's, that Ben doesn't. That makes a difference, and obviously that's like you know, that's like saying it's it's only the fact that you know Marie Curie was smart that she got a Nobel Prize. There's certainly no there's no box score difference in what they do. Fredell had a really interesting tweet this afternoon. Uh, you know, he's one of the Warriors beat guys that um, that Wiggins basically philosophically disagreed with the vaccine, but knew it was starting to divide. Like really cause some angst in the locker room and the front office. So he was just like, well, I'll just go and get vaccinated, you know. Like I, I think I think he was scared because he didn't know and his family were all saying don't. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I think 
it's really easy to say, well, that guy's a fucking moron. But, mm. I mean, you trust the people around you. And if the people around you are saying, you know, fucking, Don't. Yeah. you know, Tuskegee Tusca- Airmen, you know, this is what white medicine has, has experimented on us for years and it's just more of that. Um, you know, it's it's fucking hard not to, you know, he was wrong, but it, it was he was understandably wrong. But but Fredell was like, when he did get vaccinated, it really flipped the 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 narrative in the locker room. Like not yeah. not for the media, but for the actual locker room. Like the yeah, because they went, oh like- shit, you did something that was absolutely not what you wanted yeah. to do, and, and you do made a, because- you made what what for you was a sacrifice. Yeah, and then he's like, compare that to the Nets, where Kyrie's like, well, fuck you, my opinion is more opi- you know, more valuable than all of you and all of what you're trying to work for. Not that I'm saying that you know, you should give always give in to what the team wants and stuff yeah. like that, but it is uh, like I can understand why Sean Marks and the Nets aren't that keen to get Kyrie back because that sort of- uh, Well, they're not keen to get this Kyrie back. They're quite keen no. to get- you know, a Kyrie who turns up and shuts yeah, up that's true. and plays basketball. I know they were saying shut up and dribble, but can he shut up and dribble? Because all he does is, if he doesn't shut up, all he does is dribble. Hmm. Uh, I think that Kyrie is gone. I don't think that Kyrie exists anymore. To, so Yeah, that's the problem. I think he's gone through the looking glass. I think he's now, yeah. you know, he's he's now, you know, he's licked enough cane toads. Hmm. Well, he's, uh, yeah, he and the plot have diverged never to return. As long as he doesn't devolve uh, to the Jason Whitlock uh, level of putting LeBron in a KKK thing, yeah, oh, no, no, he, he, he's the real. Yeah, Whitlock sold out to to Fox many years ago, and there was yeah. um, he was the original editor of that Undefeated that ESPN were doing yeah. to champion black voices, and he literally did fuck all to to elevate any black voices in ESPN to the point where uh, other know, than his own, other than his own, his own fucking ludicrous fedora headed fuck wittery. And, uh, yeah, mm. uh, he set that enterprise back a very long way. Um, Which is, I, I sort of think, why they had the name changed, didn't they? Oh, it wasn't. The Undefeated was going okay because it had, you know, deep, you know, good, sensible, you know, good writers working for it, like you know, Dominic Foxworth, the former um, NFL player and, and NFL and NBA Player Association guy who's, um, uh, who writes for them. There are a lot of good writers for them, but... I think Anscape, the very blessed as Anscape to make it more than just black. It's kind of black and um, Latino and women. And they're trying to make it kind of all all non, you know, white men kind of coverage, which is a bit. It feels a bit tokenistic, but hmm. they might they might actually there might be a benefit to bring yeah. having a coherent brand around it so that they can elevate all of it rather than having you know ESPNW yeah. over here and this and that and you know I don't know. It, 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 should, it, it might it shouldn't might be fucking into, necessary, but, but you know here we are. Yeah, it might grow into something though. A lot, a lot of the times, you try something and it's a bit clunky, and then it grows into something. Like look at us, we we started with three followers, and now we've got seven. We started at the bottom, and and now we're here at the bottom. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> hey, um, that defensive player of the year award to Marcus Smart really aged yeah, well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? That, that, no. The public but, shouldn't be people shouldn't be allowed to vote on things. Well, at least they got the. I, I was really worried that like Wiggins or Robert Williams was going to get a vote for finals MVP. I mean, I don't, really I don't care if it's unanimous. Narrative. I just want the right person to get the award. I don't care about it being yeah. unanimous. 
I wouldn't have minded if, if you know, Wiggins had got a vote or someone else had got a vote. Just as long as Steph Curry gets the finals MVP. People are so desperate to, to give it to anybody other than Steph, weren't they? Hmm. It's, it's it, like they're already like- at the stage of, of like, giving Derek Rose uh, LeBron's MVP trophy because they got a bit bored of LeBron or giving Carl Malone an MVP trophy because people got bored of, of Jordan. They didn't even give Steph an MVP trophy and they already got bored of him getting one. I'm not a massive fan of Big Was, but him and Mahoney. Oh, I quite like him. I just, I just think he he's picked a really bad employer. Ah, uh, look, that podcast with uh, him and Mahoney and Varia is pretty good because Mahoney is just excellent. Um, but hey, Varia was like, you know, I get paid for the content. I need to raise the should Steph not be the MVP, and he got slapped down. <laughs> So hard by the other two, it was hilarious. It's like, no, no, we're we're the serious podcast of this network. We like we've got the we've got the thought out takes. You you can take that shit and take it somewhere else. It was very funny, but he's like, oh, just you know, you know, what if Steph has an, a really bad game and Wiggins gets fifty? They're like, what are you saying? You're no, insane. It, it, look, it would have been ridiculous, but you're not going to tell me it wouldn't have happened. It would have happened. Oh. They absolutely yeah. would have done that. People are aching for an excuse to downplay the the, the little weedy. Weedy isn't fair, um, yeah. you know. All, but all, all the tropes that largely American NBA Twitter has about skinnier, shorter, you know, light skinned is a phrase they often bring up about him, um, which is a weird kind of. I don't. I'm not really comfortable with that, but it's not my place to be uncomfortable about it. So I, I yeah. don't really know what to do with that. The whole dialogue around um, black NBA Twitter clowning light-skinned dudes like Clay and, and Steph. Um, this I, exists, I, I folks, the, if you don't know that it exists. I, I think the finals MVP thing is an immediate sort of talking point thing and not really a uh, not really a long-term thing. Like, it's only a thing just, because Iggy got it the first time. If If... Steph yeah. got it the first time. No one would have given a shit, you know, whether he got one this year or not. It's just because of that completely faulty decision to give it to Iggy like the first time round. And then, you know, Kevin Durant happened a lot. Um, I don't know. Is there much else to say about the about the Warriors? They're good at basketball. I'm very glad I jumped on their bandwagon for this year <laughs> after my team well, completely shat the bed. I, I would recommend you jump on the bandwagon of some team uh, yeah. at about the time that, you know, hope, as Suns superfan Shriki Shooter tweeted, I can't wait for, for my uh, NBA finals, which will be the NBA finally re- releasing that report on Robert Sarver and, and getting him the fuck out of here. Um, so we look forward to that in the offseason, the Suns winning that particular title. Well, a bit, a bit of that sort of leaked out this week, didn't it, with the, the staff member that said that she was – Basically shat upon by the front office. Ah, the fucking Suns, man. Not literally. It's tough. It's not tough. That, it's not well, that kind of. It's not you know, glass coffee table action. Well, I was going to say it's it's is goats in the office again. Um, yeah, it's a mess. Do, do we do do we reckon that like considering that the the Dubs have three high draft picks in their system that have played like not that many games? Do Even at college, they hadn't they, played that many games. In fact, Kaminga played no college basketball. Wiseman played, what, three, like a quarter of yeah. a season. Well, I guess they're hoping that Wiseman turns into Embiid because, like, you know, if you look back at the narrative over Embiid, 
last year of college, first two years of the NBA, it was like this dude's never going to get healthy. He's never going to be a, a, a an actual player. And like he's come out okay. So I, I think I what they really need is to, for him to turn into Draymond because they're going to need one of them. Well, I think Kaminga's their hope for Draymond, right? That's that's really what they envision. You know that they hope that Draymond will just basically mind, you know, Star Trek mind meld with him and teach him all these tricks, and then he'll have to get much, much worse on offense. <laughs> That's true. Pool Pool's the interesting one, right? Because he's going to want his money. He's going to want to get paid. Oh yeah, literally, big... there was the there was the clip of him and um. Oh, who was the other one? Well, it can't be Wiggins because he's already getting no, paid. Maybe fuck. Looney. Looney yeah, it'll have to be Looney. Looney. It's just saying, we're gonna get, you're going to get that bag. No, we're going to get that. We're going to get a bag together. And I thought, I thought they tested for that stuff, but apparently yeah. not. And then I realised, oh, in the American sense, yeah. not the yeah. AFL well, this player is, sense. This, this is not. Yeah, this is not the AFL where they're dumb enough to get. You know, this is this is not photographed. This is not what, what was it? Was it Nadia Bartel the fucking, off the freaking Kmart plates. Go there often. Nah, it's not that kind of shit. Oh dear. So yeah, do you, do you think that Steph can do a Duncan and get like that late uh, another late career title? Do you reckon he's got one more in him? I think his game ages pretty well. You know, eh? His his game ages really well, better than LeBron's game will. You know his his game will like, he'll be able to still be doing this. You know at Manu ages. You know he'll he'll be thirty eight, thirty nine, and still able to do much of this. You know he might not be quite as mobile. You know getting off screens and and doing all that sort of stuff. And of course the offensive, the defensive end will will go away. But he can he can be a key piece on a championship team for another you know six eight years maybe. But that's but, you know, that's it, the it, other it, thing. It, it, I literally mean well in in Manu territory, he might just be a bit part player by the time he's forty. But he can keep doing this as much as he wants to. That, that's the other thing, right? That, Clay and Dre, though, they're washed. They won't, of, they won't win another title as, as starters. The, the other thing that's not really talked about is Steph is a way better defender than the last time they were in the finals. Like, yeah, he, he is. They were they was switching onto him, and he's like, I'll just steal the ball off Jason Tatum. Like, yeah, they were trying to wear him out by running at him, and he, it did not fucking work. It didn't. I mean, he missed a lot of shots, but I don't think, didn't feel that was because he was cooked. That was just because he was no. cold. Yeah. Yeah, like when they were when they were switching onto him, and and the, the dubs were like, "Fuck yeah, I'd rather you, you know you you attack Steph than attack Poole or Clay." It, it's like it was almost like a Jedi mind trick. It's like, yeah, sure, you, you attack Steph. He's much better in isolation than he has ever been. So, what do you think um, that is? They, do you think that's conditioning, or do you think that's better oh, coaching? Work ethic. Yeah, work ethic. It's, I think I think it's just. Like, so I'm trying to think of a change in the, in the defensive coaching there. It's been relatively – I mean, it's been Rod Adams the whole time, hasn't it, on the, on the defensive side of the ball? I mean, Mike Brown has, has I think come it'd and be, I think it would be more a, a, more a focus on his personal coaching, like rather than focusing just on the, you know, like coming off screens and, you know, that sort of stuff. D- doing drills and doing off-season work that focuses more on the – on the coaching mentality rather than, you know, there's the conditioning, but also the just the mindset of being a, a better defender. Um, and also that, the, the people around you matter massively in that sort of context. Yeah, that's true. And having better the, the, um, individual defenders around you means that, that you know, switching becomes uh, less of a trauma for you and for the team. The, 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 the mental side of the game is really interesting. Like, it never like when we talk 
like in all the podcasts we listen to and all the, um, you know, all, all the written stuff is a lot about physical skills and, and you know, the ability to be able to do something physically. C- Curtis was uh, doing a tour of the high school that he's probably going to go to. Um, fucking time flies, doesn't it? It does. It's fucking nuts. It's terrifying. And so that that they have like a, a five stre- five streams of excellence, I guess they call it. They don't call it that. They call it something else, but they have like an <laughs> academic stream. Piss. They call it streams of piss. <laughs> a, a, an academic stream, um, a STEM stream, a music stream, a Japanese stream, and a PE stream or a sports stream. And um, so each of the heads of departments got up and did a little talk about, you know, like you can go and do those subjects, but they have like an excellence part where you do more and after school stuff and whatever. So and the guy are, they, that, are they looking to specialise that early? Like year, year uh, seven, year eight? Yeah, yeah, year, year seven. So you, you do all You're the normal specialize stuff. you specialise that early? Fuck, that's a bit much. No, you don't have to specialise. This is this is more like extras you can do. So if you get into oh, that, okay. Stream, so they're, they're they- not kind of they're not kind. Of, it's not like university where they're trying to you know you're in health sciences and that's they're all the subjects you're going to be doing for good because that, that would no, be no, disappointing. It, it, it's more about if you if you qualify for this stream, you get to do more stuff and you get to do more specialised stuff. Oh, cool! So, anyway, so you get to do more work if you work hard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, Never um, again, man. They've been telling me that bullshit since I was fucking ten. Since, actually, so, since I was five, do not fall for that, kids. I know no kids listen to this. Do not, do not fall for that. You are no, not advanced. Not you are much. just being made busy by people who want to further their own fucking careers. Do as little as you can. The, Jack Brabham said, "Win the race at the slowest possible speed." You should think about your academic career like that. Well, yeah, I'll come back to that in a second. But um, so one of the one of the, the 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 sporting stream of excellence is run by an ex Olympic decathlon, and so each of the heads of departments ah, gets professionally up and- indecisive. Couldn't decide whether what they wanted to be good at, so they just did a whole bunch of fucking a bain marie of shit sports. He, he gets up and does his little speech, and he's like, "Oh, so in the first term that we um that we uh like like the first term of stuff that we do, we don't do any athletic um." performance stuff in the in the first term we just do mental preparation you do not run you do not jump you do not do anything all you do is work on your mental preparation Curtis is like oh, fuck this is impressive look at this we do a whole turn because I, I wasn't there for the speech I'd, I had to go home and, and do some other stuff he'd come home and he goes all we do is mental preparation for a whole term <laughs> I was like uh, I've had players that I like you know can't convince to meditate or do some breathing before a game to try and get their head straight. And these year seven kids are going to do a whole term of fucking mental preparation. I think uh, he just anyway. doesn't want to run in winter. I reckon that the yeah, um, the subject head is just can't be asked. Well, I just want to sit inside year seven for during first term. I couldn't imagine like my, my young bloke who's is you know not, but similar in age to Curtis, like being yeah. told he's a bit older. Being told, okay, your PE is now not to do any PE, but to think about doing some PE. <laughs> anyway, I was like, you know, you were saying about you know, win it in the slowest time. There's yeah. a real thing. Win the in race at the slowest possible speed. Well, that was largely because he was driving in the fifties and sixties when cars would literally fall apart if you tried to push yeah. them. So he was basically it was like it was like it, it, it was like seventies Le Mans, but you know, it, just trying to drag these bastard things to the finish line. Like, there's a real interesting. Um, 
difference. Like in doing a road distance. trip in your first car. That was basically what it was like. Just hoping that the clutch held in and the oil didn't leak and the aircon stopped, you know, didn't vomit all its contents all over the floor, you know, all over the feet of the guy in the, in the passenger seat. That happened once. There's this real thing in, in middle distance running about the difference between Olympic running and like, you know, the month to month uh, sort of golden, what's it called? The Diamond League? I can't remember what that is. Uh, I think that they keep up, it's a bit like um, um, the, your, the your, winning, your winning anniversaries. They keep upgrading. Yeah. Like they've, they've yeah. gone from silver to gold to platinum to diamond to, diamond. you know, Bentley fucking Bentiaga. You know, I don't know what the next level up is, but. So, so, Nobody you know, watches the, the, that shit. It's all in Dubai. The the general races are like, you know, you just go flat out. You just run as fast as you can. You try and win or set records or do whatever you want. But Olympic racing is like super tactical and usually quite slow. Like a, a lot of those Olympic races are really fucking slow where the, the first couple of laps, the guys are like, well, you go. No, you go. No, you go. Because like. I don't know whether they're worried about burning, you know, burning each other out, or, or, but but there seems to be a gr- much greater degree of tactics when there's an Olympic medal on the line than there is in a diamond league race. Where it's, it's a like, bit more yeah, like just fucking a bit more like pro cycling, where you, you'll have like somebody out to break the wind, and everyone will be sitting in the peloton, and then somebody will attack, and they'll chase them down, and then you don't want to be the one who chases them down, so you just kind of dare the other guys who are running around with you to, to chase them down. I, I yeah. can very much see that. Anyway, any more NBA thoughts, Doc? Or no NBA thoughts. I think we need to um, we need to salute the, the fine amateur dramatics theatrics of Andrew Redmayne, uh, substitute goalkeeper for the Socceroos, mm. who clearly missed his exam his, his calling as as an exam invigilator at, at university uh, when he discovered the Peru goalkeeper had cheat sheet notes written on his uh, on his drink bottle and proceeded to piff it into the crowd so that he didn't actually know which way any of the penalty takers were going to kick the ball. Is, is it a good thing that the Socceroos have made the World Cup? Like, it's it's sort of one that you would have been... I mean, it's, it's better yeah. than... Well, for me, given that I basically have three football teams, Australia, New Zealand and Italy, and only Australia are going. At least you've got someone, you reckon. It was a shit week for New Zealand between that and, and somehow batting first, scoring 550 and losing a test match, but... Uh, yeah. Redheads, mate. You just can't... Yeah. Them. Look, it's, it's a bad... It's a... It's a I don't want to say a bad generation of, of talent, but it's uh, it's not the it's it's not a very good generation of talent being coached by not a very good coach. Uh, but they're at the World Cup, you know. You know, that's there's only one every four years, unless Arsene Wenger gets his way. Yeah, I don't know. It just uh, just, just you do the maths on how many of these players are in big five you know, European league clubs who are starters on big five European league clubs and you compare it to like 2006 when you had the Vadukas and Kills and uh, Lucas Neils and um, Mark Bresciano's and uh, all those dudes. Did I say Tim Cahill? Um, all that whole generation. It, everyone, everyone basically on that squad was, was playing somewhere good. They weren't, you know, whereas this team that we've got is full of dudes who play for Melbourne City and fucking Shanghai Ports. There's like one guy who's a starter on a good German team, uh, Hrustik, who plays who's the left wing for um, Eintracht Frankfurt, who won the Europa League. And there's Matty Ryan, who's the usually starts for um, Real Sociedad. And apart from that, it's all fucking championship level talent and second division and A League. It's just the level of talent is just not what it was. Yeah. And, oh, that, and well, doesn't, it doesn't matter whether Ange was coaching them. It doesn't matter whether Arnie's yeah. coaching them. It doesn't matter whether you or I are coaching them. 
they they just they're just not as generation just isn't as uh, isn't as good as the talent as the generations that have gone before. So to actually qualify for the World Cup and to keep up that streak when Italy yeah, haven't and, made the last one, uh, the last the two experience too. Like like you, you can't say that um, that the experience isn't valuable. I think. Hey, I, I just wanted to finish on. I really wanted to, to bring this up. Um, shout out to Renee Ingalls. Hasn't played professional netball for four years, three years. Wanders back into the country with a husband on the NBA offseason to rehab his injury. <laughs> Gets called up to the semi-final. No, last round game, was it? I think it was the last round game where they had to not get beaten by a certain amount to make the finals or make the grand final. I'm not exactly oh, sure how, that, how, how the netball works. And played start played, played starting centre, which is like probably the hardest position to play, you know, coming off three or four years off the sport <laughs> and killed it. I was just like, that is just fucking cool. I, I would like to have that, that level of swagger. Again, the, the quality of talent in the domestic league is shit, is what you're telling me. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's just you know you, you, once you got the swagger, you got the swagger forever. This would be like Tim Cable how- coming back and owning it uh, right now. Yeah. All right, Doc. Uh, uh, we like to own it on this podcast, so I'll uh, I'll catch you next week. Cheers, man. See ya. Own it, girl. You just own it, cause your body's on fire. Show me how to control it, and go ahead, you flip and get higher. Girl, I love how you roll it.